0: Good morning. Glad you're here. <laughs> glad we get to hang out together. Glad to see some of you that, uh, like some of you haven't seen in a few weeks. Some of you haven't seen in a few months. Some of you I haven't seen them in a few years. <laughs> so glad, glad to see you. Glad we get to hang out together this morning. Glad we get to worship together this morning. I'm going to read the passage just straight off. This is not, right, so we are still in faith and discipline, but since it's it's Palm Sunday... Uh, today we will be celebrating the Lord's Supper this morning together as as the body of Christ, and and instead of going to the Luke passage in seventeen, which I usually go to, I'm going to read from First Corinthians eleven. Okay, so uh, here we go. <clears throat> Paul writes, uh, "Now in giving this instruction, I do not praise you, since you come together not for the better but for the worse. <laughs> for to begin with, I hear that when you come together as a church." There are divisions among you, and in part, I believe it. (laughs) Indeed, it is necessary that there be factions among you so that those who are approved may be recognized among you. (laughs) Okay, everybody look around. Let's approve somebody. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) When you come together, then it is not to eat the Lord's supper, for at the meal, each one eats his own supper. So one person is hungry while another gets drunk. Don't you have homes in which to eat and drink? Or do you despise the church of God and humiliate those who have nothing? What should I say to you? Should I praise you? I do not praise you in this matter. For I received from the Lord what I also passed on to you. On the night when he was betrayed, the Lord Jesus took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way also he took the cup after supper and said, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink the cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. So then whoever eats the bread or drinks the cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty of sin against the body and blood of the Lord. Uh, Let a person examine himself. In this way, let him eat the bread and drink from the cup for whoever eats and drinks without recognizing the body eats and drinks judgment on himself this is why many are sick and ill among you and many have fallen asleep if we were properly judging ourselves we would not be judged but when we are judged by the lord we are disciplined so that we may not be condemned with the world therefore my brothers and sisters when you come together to eat welcome one another if anyone is hungry he should eat at home so that when you gather together, you'll not come under judgment. I will give instructions about the other matters whenever I come. Pray with me. Father, this morning as we gather, certainly, God, we, we approach your throne. God, just acknowledging that you have given us something that we don't deserve and can't earn. You've loved us, and you've given us salvation redemption regeneration god i praise you in this moment that as we come today acknowledging what this this week represents in, in the life of our savior and knowing god as, as scott's already said the the grand triumphal entry and the and, and the proclamation of kingship and and all of those things and yet god we are we are moving very quickly toward that last supper, toward the arrest and trial and punishment and death. (laughs) And yet next Sunday, God, we're going to proclaim again the resurrection. So God, this morning, help us to bring to you as we worship what you deserve. And we pray it in Jesus' name, amen the word in this passage that caught my eye that made me really dig in a little was this idea of uh, where he says right here uh whoever eats the bread or drinks the blood the cup of the lord in an unworthy manner some translations say unworthily Right, this idea of coming to to the Lord's Supper, to come to to this acknowledgement and recognition of of the 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 death of Christ in an unworthy manner, and so I started started digging into this a little bit and I kind of came up with my outline and everything and and was and I do this every week I did the same thing this week I do every week all right so I was had my outline in place and had had sort of dug into the parts of this passage that I thought were important for us this morning and and these are the three points of what I want us to acknowledge about the the Lord's Supper this morning is, is that first of all it's a physical thing we are going to eat something and we're going to drink something As a part of the Lord's Supper this morning. It's a a physical action practice. We're going to do that. Second thing is, it's a mental thing. Because we are instructed by Jesus and reminded by Paul that we are to remember. Now, Jesus says this before he does it. Okay? At the upper room with the disciples, he says, every time you... Do this, remember me, right? Remember what I'm doing for you, all right? So we've, we've got the physical practice of eating and drinking, the elements, the bread, the juice, right? We use juice. Truthfully, the only, I mean, you, you see in Scripture different things. I mean, the reference in the Gospels is simply to fruit of the vine, Okay? But by the time we get to Corinthians, it's the kind of fruit of the vine that you can get drunk on, okay? I'm I'm just pointing that out. We use bread, we use juice, okay? But the mental part of it is to remember that this is not just some, some formal practice of worship. This is to remember that Jesus suffered and died in our place for us so 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 this morning as i encourage you this is a mental thing as well we are remembering we weren't there we're told about it we understand it we've studied it we've made this a part of our worship and our practice but but for the key for us the key for us is this individually as a congregation is to remember (laughs) the only reason we gather like this is because jesus died for us and redeemed us and he rose again there'd be no other reason for us to even be here this morning if that were not the case that leads to the third point was is that this is a spiritual thing Uh, this in 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 this lord's supper celebration is is the recognition and acknowledgement that god accomplished something spiritually in us through the shed blood of Jesus Christ. (laughs) Uh, You know, going back to the garden, the the broken relationship, right? And and that God's uh, uh, repair, reestablishment of the relationship is found in the sacrifice that Jesus made on the cross to give us a means, a way, a provision of wholeness and redemption and regeneration so that's the whole sermon right there and so i was ready i'm ready to preach and then i started all right what is that and, and let, me, let me turn back a page and see what that says, you know. The kind of thing that I do when I'm, I'm getting ready. And, and, and so this is what it sort of led me to this idea. It says, uh, Paul writes in chapter 10, he says, um, uh, when he's giving some warning about worship, and he says this, he says, you cannot drink the cup of the Lord and the cup of demons. Like, whoa. <laughs> what does that mean? right and then he goes on to say you cannot share in the lord's table and the table of demons i didn't know demons had a table okay i wasn't aware guess what that did man i I started looking tables in the bible good tables do you see in the bible so i started looking do y'all know that in the temple during jesus's day that just inside the main worship area of the jews for the temple where where they would bring their offerings that just inside the door there were four tables to slaughter animals on so you bring your lamb in and okay this table's open so you take it over there and ah, can you imagine what those tables were like (laughs) right and then, then you take the parts of the animal that are the acceptable sacrifice, and you take them to the altar, and they're offered up and burnt. Folks, I tried to put myself. You know, my favorite question about the Word of God is to ask myself, "What did that look like? What did it look like when I'm bringing in my my quote spotless lamb from my flock for for my sacrifice, and I bring it, and the priest chop it all to bits?" me and my family standing there then they take the parts of the lamb to the altars to be burned as a as an offering of sacrifice or pigeons or whatever the offering is folks it was real we study about it in 2023 uh, with a lot of distance between us and the practice Now, that sacrificial practice is the very thing that pointed to this practice. Had these four tables. Also in the temple, how many know the table of the showbread? Heard that? You know what the bread on the table in the temple represented? God's presence. Bread? Wait a minute. Did Jesus call to remembrance in his disciples? the table of God's presence, the showbread? Of course he did. And then throughout this passage, you see this, 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 this idea of participation, this, this, this is the koinonia that, that when we come together for the Lord's Supper, we're not just engaging in an ordinance of worship. We're not just engaging in a practice of, of, of worship that, yeah, we do it somewhere around once a quarter. Because I am one of those folks that reacts very strongly against just ritualism. You do something so often and so many, it just becomes something to do. I've been in some of those churches. That's why I encourage you, stop and eat bread and drink juice with your family around the table. and, And remember that Jesus died for you as a family. That's the picture of the New Testament. You go back to Acts, they were eating from house to house to house. Worshipping from house to house to house. Celebrating the resurrection and the Lord's Supper from house to house to house. We've made it a part of Now, all right, here you go. Here comes the boring part. Y'all ready? I started looking into these phrases in theology, the, the normative principle of worship. Normative principle of worship. Raise your hand if you have even heard that phrase before. A couple of you yeah see there some people know what it is probably went to theology school somewhere right no i'm just the normative principle now the normative principle of worship says that in worship as long as it's not forbidden in scripture then we can do it but then there are churches who practice what is known as the regulative principle of worship right are y'all everybody you're just on the edge of your seat over this stuff i can tell the regulative principle of worship. If we don't see it practiced in Scripture, then it is forbidden and you can't do it. That's regular. We can only do That's why some churches don't use musical instruments. If you don't see musical instruments in the New Testament worship, then God didn't intend for us to use musical instruments in worship. Just throw David out of the worship. See? there is a there is another principle that that is more contemporary that um i don't know if it would anyway it's called the inventive principle of worship and we see this a lot these days it means i'll oh, just do whatever you want to do okay all right so inventive regulative normative we kind of exist in that normative world we're going to worship god but I go back to this. <clears throat> Whoever eats the bread and drinks the cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty of sin against the body and blood of the Lord. And growing up, I um, 6 o'clock was dinner time. I had to be there at 6. I don't care what was going on. Mom wanted me at the table at 6 o'clock. Had to be there. Right? And if you're not there, guess what? They make a scene. <clears throat> Tables in the Bible. Even if you go back through the Old Testament, they represent what I'm gonna say is four things. They represent a place. They they, they represent a presence. They represent a, a provision. And the Lord's table particularly represents a peace see so what are we doing here this morning i'm gonna stop because paul encourages us to examine ourselves actually the csb uses the word judge that we judge ourselves judge based on the righteousness of christ ask the spirit of god to reveal in us any sin that would hinder our relationship with god that god would show us where we've offended his holiness you see where our choices our attitudes our actions are are an insult see as we gather here this morning we want to give God what he deserves. You know what it means to, to, to approach this particular table in an unworthy manner? is to give God less than he deserves. He deserves all that we are. So we come to the Lord's Supper to celebrate, to remember, to give, to give ourselves to him. If you're not a Christian this morning, we want you to know Jesus. If you don't know Jesus, what the Bible says is we confess our sin and ask His forgiveness. We, we, we receive His salvation as we surrender ourselves to Him. We're going to pray. If you're not a Christian, we invite you to, to just talk to God about salvation. If you are a believer this morning, then you ask God to reveal that which stands between you and Him. then we're going to receive the elements. We've got a couple of deacons who are going to come forward and they're going to bring the bread to you. They're going to bring the juice to you. Okay, so let's bow in prayer now. Father, I thank you for for your love. God, that when I was your enemy, Christ died for me. God, this morning we stop. God, we're going to take these elements, this bread and this juice, and we're going to eat them, drink them. And yet, God, we're going to remember what you did, what you accomplished on the cross. And then, God, we're going to celebrate and acknowledge our salvation that you have redeemed us. Father, forgive me. Forgive my sin, Father. Forgive my pride. Forgive my anger. God, just, just anything that stands between me and you, I just ask that you'd cleanse me so that as I approach this table this morning, as we as a congregation approach this table, that we would give you what you deserve, which is all of us. And we pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. I'm going to ask our deacons to come forward. They'll bring you the bread. And you get to stay where you are this morning. Some of you remember that uh, we used to come to Jesus. Now we're bringing Jesus to you this morning. So they're going to do that. They're going to bring you the bread. And then just after that, they'll bring you the juice. And then we'll receive both elements in just a moment. If you're not a member of the gathering, that's okay. If you're a believer in Jesus Christ, we invite you to participate this morning, okay? So they will pass it among you. passage in Luke is the one I like the best because um, Passover celebration was a family thing or it was a multiple family thing Jesus' family was his disciples he pulled them together into that room and they had the Passover set up and, and at that time yeah it was an unleavened bread it was a wine it was those were the things that that were elements of Passover and the two that he picked up two things that he wanted for us to become a remembrance was the bread and the juice the fruit of the vine standing before them he said this is my body just given for you they didn't understand they're sitting there with him he's standing there it wasn't physically his body because his body was still there but he said after I'm gone you're going to remember that I did this and when you remember that I did this I want you to remember what I did you see the participation in the altar of Christ his sacrifice that's what this is about I admit I went too far because it's only at Easter time and it's only when I think about the crucifixion that God just grabs hold of my heart. Every time you do this, remember that I died for you. Pass the bread out to him. I said, Remember me. Took the cup after supper. covenant in my blood which is shed for you throughout scripture we're taught without the shedding of blood there is no remission of sin and yeah the lamb that I described earlier one pastor I listened to this week said that was sort of like Leo representative of what would happen when Jesus the Lamb of God would die on the cross wow his blood to cleanse me of my sin he passed the cup among them and he said every time you do this remember me Pray with me. Father, thank you. (laughs) Thank you that your love is overwhelming. Thank you that your love is unconditional. Thank you, God. That if it had only been me, that Jesus would have died in my place. And yet, His blood for the whole world. So God, help us to be faithful. God, help us to approach the table, the altar, in a worthy manner. God, help us to love You back. And we pray it in Jesus' name. Amen.